0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in youth sports. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're back with your friendly neighborhood podcast, Sports Prep Live. I am your host, Graydon Prescott. Today, I am on location with Chris Norton, an incredible author and motivational speaker. Chris, welcome to Sports Prep Live.
1: Thank you, Graydon. Glad to be here.
0: You have an amazing personal story. It is the very ideal of overcoming adversity. How did you come to be a motivational speaker?
1: Well, I was invited to speak at a organization's like foundation event, and they told me to speak for 15 minutes. I was extremely nervous about it, and uh, it went really well just being able to just sharing my story of just what I went through and how I was able to overcome it. And just the looks on everybody's face as they were, um, you know, grabbing onto every single word I was saying. I just knew there was something there. There was something um, that I could really make a difference in the world, and it really gave me some purpose in life. And, and that's what I was told, that you can make a living from being a motivational speaker. And I didn't believe him at first. Um, But now I've pursued that path, and I've worked on it, and I can now travel the country sharing my messages and helping people overcome their struggles.
0: In your speeches, you talk about attitude, effort, and purpose. We've touched on attitude as well as effort here on the program, but how can that third one, purpose, help us become better athletes, better students, and better people?
1: Yeah, I think with purpose, it really um, cements your attitude and your effort. Uh, It really helps you carry forward when times are really tough. And how I show people how you can instantly create purpose is to think of someone in your life that you want to make proud. So for me, you know, it's my parents. It's my fiance, Emily. Like there's certain people in my life where I don't want to disappoint them. I want to make them proud. And so when there's times when it's really difficult and really hard, I know I can't give up because I can't give up on them. And so when I think when you can live outside of yourself, when it's not just all about you and you can think about someone else that you want to make proud, it gives you this extra strength and this energy and resolve to keep going. So that's where purpose really um, brings it all together and cements it because um, going through my injury, when I was struggling, when I was asking, should I keep going? I thought about all the people, too, that I would disappoint by giving up, all the people that were looking to me as a source of inspiration. And I, I just didn't want to disappoint that. I wanted them to keep going like I was. And so I knew I couldn't quit on them.
0: You also talk a lot about adversity and how we respond to setbacks and challenges. How important is that response to adversity when striving to reach our goals and objectives?
1: Well, your response is your first thing that you can do is uh, something you can control. And um, that's what I challenge people to focus on what you can do and what you can control. Because oftentimes our, our first thoughts of when we're frustrated or overwhelmed is to think about all the things that are out of our control, things that we can't do, And as a result, it discourages us from taking action, from having the right response. And so when you can tell yourself, I can, and focus on what you can control, it creates this optimism, and that optimism will lead to better action, and better action will lead to better results. So um, it's very important to have that response every single time you face adversity, and that's life, you're going to face adversity at some point, and so having that um, understanding of telling yourself, I can, and focus on what you control will help you get through it um, more efficiently and and quicker.
0: Chris, your drive to respond with the right attitude to continue to improve, how much of that was born out of your exposure to sports?
1: Well, sports really um, taught me so much about life and um, about hard work and dedication, uh, I can think back when we're doing conditioning for football and it's two a days and I had to run back and forth across the field and just um, sometimes throwing up, but knowing that uh, you have to keep going and you just can't give up on your teammates and your team and yourself. And and so I really learned a lot about hard work and um, perseverance that although it may be challenging now, it will pay off in the long run and you just got to keep working at it. And so when you time after time, when you see those results in sports, when you keep working hard and the performance gets better, it translates to other parts of your life. It translated to school for me. I wasn't applying myself at first at school, but um, seeing how much better I was getting at sports by applying myself and working harder, I started to do the same with academics. And then now I do it the same with my um, life now, with with my business and um, anything I go through, I know I need to respond to it and put forth the effort to get the right results.
0: Sports seem to have been a big part of your life. What were the lessons you discovered, and are they just as relevant to youth today?
1: Yeah, I think um, the lessons you learn from playing sports. um, So I know, for instance, for basketball, I know how important it is to be confident as a shooter. Uh, when you're gonna be shooting the basketball, you have to believe before you take that shot that it's gonna go in. And the more belief you have in yourself uh, increases your chances of making that shot. And so just understanding to control my mind and to really help create my own belief in myself, just how important that is for my performance, like on the basketball court. And I do the same thing now before a speaking event or before a meeting, or uh, before anything I'm going through in life, I, I try to create that belief in myself, knowing that it will translate to a better performance, and I learned that from sports.
0: Now, I mentioned at the top of the program, you are also a published author. Tell us what inspired you to write The Power of Faith.
1: What really inspired my dad and I to write that book was seeing the impact our story had on other people. Uh, when people hear about um, me suffering a spinal cord injury, given a 3% chance to ever regain any feeling or movement back below the neck, and then continuing to push through that, um, have a recovery of moving my arms and legs, and eventually walking across the stage, people just wanted more of that. They wanted to know more details because i think we all want to strive um, for something great in our lives and we all want to get through our own challenges and so we wanted to write this book so that people can read how we were able to work through these difficult times and that they too can work through it as well and so again our our main objective was just to make a difference and to give people um, a source of inspiration
0: Something else that grabbed my attention while listening to excerpts from your speeches was the concept of a Dr. Phantom. Tell us a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so it was about six weeks into my injury, and I had no movement in my legs. And that was something I really wanted was to move just something in my legs because I wanted to walk. Well, I woke up one morning with this weird sensation in my left big toe. I didn't know what it meant, but I I got excited about it because any new sensation meant Progress. I was really excited to tell my doctor this new sensation that I'm experiencing in my left big toe. So he comes to my room, I explain the sensation, and he wasn't really listening. He wasn't really, he didn't really care. And so I asked him if he could just take a look at it, and he refused to look at my toe. And he begins to explain to me that I'm experiencing a phantom feeling that I want to believe that I can move something in my toes so badly that I tricked myself into thinking it was real and that a lot of people with spinal cord injuries or have gone through something that I've gone through, they'll make things up in their head and convince themselves it's real and it's these phantom feelings. But I knew it was real. Like I, I knew what I was experiencing. And then the last thing he says is, Chris, you'll never move anything in, in your legs ever again. And I was crushed. I was devastated. And not even a week later after that exchange and after I responded with even more hope and determination of a better attitude and more effort and continue to push on, that week later, I wiggled that exact left big toe that he said I would never move again. And I was ecstatic, as you can imagine. And I told all my therapists and my nurses that day, I'm like, you go fine." that doctor who I like to refer to as Dr. Phantom and tell him to come in my room and phantom this as I wiggle my toe in his face. Unfortunately, it was gone that day. But uh, I like to share that story just because there's going to be people in your life that will come into your life that will discourage you that are going to tell you that you can't do something, and we can't believe them. We have to continue to push on and, again, focus on what we can control. I can't convince that doctor that um, I'm going to be able to move my toe without actually applying myself and actually doing something about it. I, we just can't believe in those people who are going to try to bring us down. And so that's just a, a story I, I love to share just because I think we all face someone in that in our lives that are going to discourage us. Uh, but again, you have to keep going.
0: For all those young athletes out there who have struggled with negative outcomes, be it losing, failure, not making a team, or having a Dr. Phantom in their own lives, what should be their one takeaway from the lessons in your story and experience?
1: Well, first, I would have asked them that they tell themselves that I can and focus on what they can do and what they can control. Because sure, there's a lot of things that we can't control in our lives, but there's two things that we can control, which is our attitude and our effort. And we can always um, create that self-belief in ourselves by saying we can, and then also just taking action and applying ourselves and giving a full effort. So uh, if you don't like where you're at, then do something about it. And we can't just hope and wish for a better outcome. We actually actually have to change our effort level. We to change what we're telling ourselves and what we're choosing to focus on. And so if we can just keep our attention on what we can do and then apply ourselves by changing our effort, if you change your effort, you'll change the outcome.
0: Chris, for those who want to learn more about your amazing personal story, how can they find more about it?
1: You can uh, visit my website at nortonmotivation.com. And I also have a, a Facebook page of Chris Norton and Instagram and Twitter. So all those different social media handles, uh, I'm out there. And so to learn more about me, I would visit those places.
0: Chris, thank you for coming in. It was a pleasure to have you in the studio. I hope you learned a lot. I sure did. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Sports Prep Live.